All right, I got a couple of you botched that intro. I got a couple for you. What did the couple say when they broke up? How? What did the foreigner say when he first saw Beijing? Oh my! And what did the Chinese lady say to the foreigner smiling at her? Wagrin? <laughs> Thursday, February 9th, two thousand twenty-three. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. And for those of you who don't get that, that's okay. <laughs> Uh, it takes a, a special um, sort of knowledge of the Chinese language to uh, understand those three little one-liner zippers right there. Uh, basically, they're all plays on words for uh, uh, in the Chinese language. How is good, and uh, the umai or omai replaces omai. Umai is pollution in Beijing, which we had plenty of today. And uh, the Chinese woman smiling, the foreigner smiling at the. Uh, uh, Chinese woman, which is very common, uh, to which most people say Wai Guorin, which Wai Guorin is foreigner. Wai Guorin, but you say it fast enough, it says Wai Grin. Why are you smiling? Sort of thing, right? 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 <laughs> yep, those are the ones I thought of. Anyway, end of my comedy career right there. Episode number 37, not released just yet, in the editing stages, because uh, I was uh, looking at it. It is a lengthy episode. Well, I mean, typical. <laughs> it's a typical episode, not going to lie. Uh, but uh, I was looking at it. I was trying to um, get some of the levels a little bit more balanced. Uh, working on the uh, icon, not the icon, the other thing. What do you call them? Thumbnails and stuff like that, right? Got the write-up done. So... It's almost, it's like two steps away from being published, basically. So it's probably not going to happen tonight. Uh, one of the other reasons why it's not going to happen tonight is because I have been working on a, another video for my language vlog, which has been sitting on my cell phone for uh, also the last week, um, in which I talk about some of the uh, textbooks that I've used for my Chinese writing over the years. And so I spent oh, uh, a good little while, a good chunk of time, while I was exporting the rough draft of episode number 37, I was working on this editing for the video, uh, and so uh, at least I got two things done with that. I'm not sure about you guys. I mean, are you able to switch hats, so to speak, uh, right after you work? I mean, you you work until 3.30, 4 o'clock, and then then what? Like, do you go do your hobbies or your unpaid work work after, like right away, or do you take a, some time off? I mean, for me, I need some time to sort of refocus my head. Not only that, like, uh, since we do a lot of, uh, it's all over teleconferencing now, it's all over computers, and it's all in my apartment too, of all things. Um, <laughs> my company's rent is my rent, and my rent is not the company's rent. Well, I mean, it is because I'm paying for it, right? Uh, but uh, all that being said, is like I have to stare at this computer all day. I'm going, you know, the last thing I want to do is look at more computer screens right after work. Uh, and this starts, I mean, honestly, when I go out for my morning stroll, uh, I'm staring at a cell phone because I'm doing my Chinese characters at that point. I come into uh, the apartment and at some point I'm going to do my Chinese writing, which requires a cell phone beside me to do the, uh, um, to, to look up words in the dictionary. Then I'm at, you know, doing teleconferencing and Zoom calls and stuff like that, whatever, all day. More computer work, right? It's a, I mean, you can get after uh, these young kids for uh, being on their phones all day, but uh, it sure seems like all I do is stare at screens all day, right? So that's, uh, well, I'm, this is an extended digression about why episode number 37 hasn't been published just yet. My justification, and uh, 
well, at least it's 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 coming along. It's uh, it's moving along slowly, glacially slow. And I, I guess one of the realities of here's another excuse. Uh, one of the realities of being a working person is uh, finding that time after work, that six to seven hours that you have after you finish your paycheck work, and the time that you basically either pass out, fall asleep, or should be sleeping because in order to do the next day's paycheck work, you need to actually get some rest. Uh, regardless of how mindless your job might be, at some point you're going to have to sleep and regenerate, re- rejuvenate yourself, relax yourself as they say here in China, uh, and uh, make sure that you're good to go for the next day. Hopefully, mostly sober, right? <laughs> uh, so all that being case, uh, I got a couple of things uh, through the... Uh, um, going through the pipeline uh, right now. So episode 37, still working on that. Um, another language vlog. Actually, one of the reasons I haven't published the language vlog just yet is because, uh, magics of magics, my cell phone's full of storage. Uh, storage is full. It's gone. <laughs> you don't have enough room. Like It's a 512 gigabyte phone. Where's all the stuff? Like Where's all the memory? Oh, I know why. I've got a couple of big projects in, on the works on my phone that I have not finished yet, and that has all sort of led to, uh, well, the storage getting all clogged up and everything. I can't even blame the system on this one. This is all me. It's all personal stuff that is clogging up the uh, the uh, memory in uh, in my phone. But uh, that being the case, I should probably uh, start working on some of those projects as well. Uh, so I'll get those up uh, very shortly. Today was a rest day. Didn't do any. I went for... What was it? Well, I had a little stroll this afternoon as well. So I was like, yeah, get away from the, the computer screens and everything. But smoggy day. And it's like a proper smog day. Whereas in like some days where it's like smog, right? Uh, you could justify that as a fireplace. This one was like, that smells like Langeo. And Langeo is known for its industrial pollutants. But Langeo and Hohat are known for their coal burning in the winter. Uh, many small cities throughout uh, China are known for their burning of coal to heat the home. And the smell that was outside today in Beijing, is still outside in Beijing, is exactly the same smell. Which means that's coal dust you're sucking back. Oh, I love the smell of coal dust in the morning. Delicious. Yes, got some snow as well. A little bit of a dusting there. Um, it looks like it's still out there a little bit. Not too much. Uh, again... It came, started coming down late afternoon and uh, dusted the uh, the tops of things, but nothing too big. Beijing snow, I guess it was snowing in Shijiazhuang as well. It had been snowing all over the sort of the, the northern parts of uh, of China, but <laughs> when Beijing gets snow, it's kind of like, oh look at it. <laughs> it is the north. It is a northern city. Not like that's that's not going to last long. I mean, the snow that is. Uh, so, uh, ah. Who knows? I mean, probably to, by tomorrow. I would be surprised if there's still snow on the ground tomorrow. Let's just check the weather very quickly. Light snow tomorrow, cloudy. It's going to be minus 5 tonight, minus 5 tomorrow night as well. Yeah, that snow's going to be gone. And then, look at that. I mean, we're up into oh, minus 6 next week already, too. Wow, crazy. Oh, next week is Valentine's Day. If you haven't bought your uh, lava, your uh, significant other, or yourself a gift because you love yourself that much. Um, maybe you should get on that. Uh, I don't know if you're, are you one of these people who's like, well, we don't buy gifts for each other before Valentine's Day because we don't want to deal with the hype. And it's like, yeah, 
or you're cheap. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, the day is the day is, right? Whatever it is, it is, uh, the day is what it is. Um, I guess if you want to go that route, the, the, the budget friendly, okay, gotcha. Um, is it better to, re- it, 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 do you give them IOU cards? I don't know. To, to tell you the truth, I'm terrible at buying gifts because I figure that every day is a gift and that uh, if there's ever something needed, I just go get it, right? But I, I think that's a very manly way of looking at things. Where like the guys will sort of be like, well, why didn't you say you needed it? I would have got it for you. It's not that we're against spending money. And I, I can't really speak for all guys. Because, you know, you can't speak generally anymore. Or someone somewhere will say, well, that's not entirely actually accurate. I mean, it's some things. I've noticed the majority of guys I talk to. Um, that they don't really always take the initiative to do those things that would sort of indicate um, thinking of someone else. And I know, and I, but I don't think it's just guys. I think it's a lot of people are, are guilty of this as well. Um, Valentine's Day just marks one of those days where, you know, it's probably a good time to, um, if you think you should buy flowers, you should go do it. Right? Like that, that's the intuition you should be following Regardless of whether or not you believe in the market, uh, the commercialization of it, you don't have to go with the commercialization aspect of things. You don't have to buy the most expensive flowers. You don't have to buy a card. You don't have to buy even a gift, but you could do something, right? You could make something or along those lines. It doesn't have to be cheap. It could be something just personal, right? And no coupons for uh, a love night. I don't you can't Joey Tribbiani your way out of this one. I mean, this is, you should actually put some effort into it, I guess. Of course, I'm saying this and it's like, what, what have I done? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Which is kind of my point, right? You put it off to the last minute, go across to the Jinkalong and pick up some flowers that are on sale, right? <laughs> uh, just be careful because sometimes Valentine's Day, uh, well, no, Valentine's Day is mid-February. Yeah, and then one's Qingming. So those, those flowers don't get released until later on in April, because sometimes when you feel generous and you're buying flowers, it might be because it's like a, it's a funeral day in China or something like that. Be careful with that one. Um, what would you do if your job was, is, has been replaced by AI? So, okay, AI is all the, the rage these days. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, chat GPT, I was looking at the for the Google AI thing, and I could uh, what is it called uh, Bard? I couldn't find it. Like, I couldn't find the actual entrance site for it, so I don't know. Uh, and then was it Siri or Apple has some sort of built-in whatever it is? Couldn't find that one either. So Chat GPT was fully uh, booked today. It was uh, very full, um, very busy, and everything. So I didn't get to ask it the question that I can't remember. What I was going to ask something along the lines of like, "How do you automate this?" Right? Uh, which, again, last night I spent some time uh, dealing with this. It was kind of neat uh, figuring out the shortcuts. They still work today because sometimes when you do these things, they work one day and then the next day you go back and they don't work. And you're like, "WTF is going on here? Why? What? What changed?" All I did was, and who knows what you did actually? Who knows what the computer did at that time? Uh, but uh, Figured out some shortcuts, got some, some things sort of uh, in order, lined up, organized, I guess you could say. Uh, and so it's it's kind of nice to have that sort of ability to be able to um, program something, like to, to automate some of the stuff and know your way around these uh, these different programs. But this whole idea of, um, you know, what would you do if you're, if you've been replaced by AI? This is, 
uh, I was listening to this other podcast. These two musicians were talking about how chat GPT and other sort of AI tools are can be integrated into the workflow. What, is, it, is there truly a fear of our jobs being replaced and that we'll have nothing to do? Now, this, is, this AI thing kind of goes alongside of... How do I tie this all together? You got AI making some jobs, or at least making people think that they're they're going to be made redundant. Although have they, and is that a bad thing? Because that the companies that are run by people, um, who are invested in by stockholders, who are people, who are trading money for other pension funds, who owe people money. Uh, of course, they get their commissions and everything. The idea being that. They are replacing people who might be out of work. If there's a universal basic income, um, how is that going to get taxed and how is that going to get paid out with the blockchain, NFTs, not so much NFTs, so much, at, well, NFTs because you can own a digital asset in a digital world on the blockchain, which means everything can be tracked. It's a unique transaction, which means that any money that you make is traceable to you and is taxable by the government or the jurisdiction that you reside in, all meaning that in the future, you won't have paychecks. You won't have that dumb job you work. Uh, you will have a contribution you have to make in order to pay money, in order that you can scan your, your little uh, societal tracking app allows you to go into public spots that are, you know, modern age, I guess you can say. All that meaning, all that meaning that you're going to get taxed right away, that your money, whatever it is, any penalties or fines, you're never going to have to actually deal with any of this stuff. But instead, you're going to have a certain uh, value placed on your contribution to society. And that will be taxed accordingly, will be credited to your account uh, and debited from your account as well. And uh, that will sort of one be one big pool. And it might be one place, it might be several places. But this is this is the problem with when I work at home and I don't talk to other people to interrupt this flow state of thinking. You know Star Trek? How like every that Star Trek takes place it starts at 2063. That's when the Vulcans pass by Earth and they see the warp trail by whoever the guy was who first flew the the warp drive uh, near Earth from Earth basically. So he builds it up basically a scrap component, a former uranium reactor or something like that. Goes warp flies back to Earth, and the Vulcans pass by, and they, they land, going, well, they now have warp drive, so it means they, they might be an actual species worth investigating. Uh, so from 2063 onwards, like into the 22nd, 23rd centuries, that's when you see the Star Trek series really take take hold. Like, that's, that's the storyline, 24th as well. Um, no one is an artist. <laughs> they, don't have, they do, but all those artists, uh, they're all scientists with artistry backgrounds or hobbies or something like that. So like for all of the glory that Star Trek can uh, claim to have on our future, our imaginations of the future, I mean, it's a it's one that's run by scientists and that people who are going to, uh, like who are taking high-level degrees, at least as we can see them, right? Now, does that mean that everyone's going to be top of their class? Probably not. Does that mean that, only the top of the class are going to be able to uh, be captains and admirals and you know, 
emperors, <laughs> that's, that's Star Wars, of, um, of starships and stuff like that. When I guess, when's the turning point for uh, humanity to become a space or a galactic uh, civilization in the vein that, you know, the regular working guy, your English teacher, <laughs> can go there, basically. Uh, Interstellar actually touches on this in that the uh, equation or whatever it is that, uh, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey's, I don't know the character's name, his daughter, she figures out the equation that solves the problem that allows mass transit of people off of Earth into orbit, basically. So that, that was the big changing point, uh, turning point in human history. Now, so, <laughs> Steve, digression. AI, job, what, what are you talking about, man? Okay, so going forward with the AI stuff, uh, what age are you? What are your interests? What do you think you can do? What do you think you can't do? And what? how much time and what are you willing to do in order to sort of future-proof your way in that manner? Now, let's be honest. In the next five to six years, we probably are not going to see the same disruptive sort of technologies come out. That, that There's not going to be a surprise. Like, was, was COVID a surprise? I guess it was, especially for how long it took to sort of run through the system but uh the people who lost their jobs it was in things that really you didn't think were going to i get you you all sort of thought we all sort of thought they're going to lose your job anyway like your your waitresses all the restaurants and now that we're seeing the ro- ro- the automatization like the uh the robotization of a lot of these restaurants you know you, you you're getting served by robots and stuff like that for a variety of reasons, because these companies, A, can't find people who want to work at those jobs, two, B, um, or B, uh, the triggered left, I mean, there's a lot of social uh, discohesion going on right now, uh, uh, where um, distance, I guess, there's social, social uprisings that are becoming liabilities to companies, right, and so why would they take that chance if they can pay for a a company to build a robot that would do the same job without the same sort of legal liability, just waiting to happen sort of thing. So with all of this, we are entering in this sort of stage and going forward, going back to the Star Trek reference, uh, you know, we will be very much in charge of whatever we want to do. The problem is that we have to go do it. And with this AI thing, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is, I'm looking at this going, I, I, every day I wake up with this fear that I'm like, I am not doing enough to future-proof myself. I got to move harder. I got to move faster, more efficient-er. <laughs> I got to move efficient-er. I got to move more efficiently. I, I got to fix my English grammar, uh, although I don't, is it, which one's more important, grammar or vocab? Some people say that, some people say that. Different people have different interpretations of different ideas, right? Uh, I think vocab is actually more important, to tell you the truth. Um, It's just something I've learned in my travels and learning different languages. No one cares about grammar. Uh, Grammar is leftover logic from, grammar is kind of like a cultural logic to an extent, uh, but it's also sort of a, a way to just organize thoughts uh, that kind of takes a long time to turn uh, to change, whereas vocab can change a little bit more quicker. So, AI. Are you going to learn uh, ChatGPT? Are you going to learn the machine learning stuff? Are you learning Python? Are you learning any of this stuff? And I, you know what the other thing is? This whole AI thing. Well, if it's so great, 
why don't we just ask it to program something that we can use so that if we're made redundant, we can use it as a tool to not be redundant, right? Is that a catch-22? Is that what that is? Where it's like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't learn in chat, uh, if you don't use AI, if you don't know, learn AI, you'll be replaced by it. But if you're replaced by AI, you can use AI to not be replaced by AI, right? So I guess at some point you're gonna have to learn AI. <laughs> if it's really AI anyway. All right, so there's your uh, your digression for the Thursday evening Beijing time. Hope you hope you folks are doing well. Again, I will have episode number 37 up very shortly. I'm just working on the little uh, bits and bobs uh, that go into making it look nice and also cutting it. i got to make some clips as well. I did not do that tonight, uh, but uh, I will have that up very shortly. And also for my language vlog, I will have another uh, video up there as well. All right, folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. Have a good one. And uh, what, did the, uh, what did all the people say when Steven's episode uh, ended? Buhal, how? What? What did the people say when Stephen ended his episode? How? Uh, it doesn't work in the same way. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye bye.